Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we'll study God's Word. Well, good morning, one and all. So good to see you all this morning. Great to see your lovely smiling faces. Can you give us a wave back? Just this. <laughs> if you're online, just throw some hearts up. Welcome to you online. Uh, My name is Ian Pitter. I'm the Worship and Creative Arts uh, Pastor here at PCC. And it's my joy this morning to be able to kind of share some real truths from the Word of God with you this morning. We started a message series recently called Together, Responding to His Great Love. And for the past couple of weeks, uh, our lead pastor, Pastor Brian, has walked us through real faithfully the first chapter of 1 John. And he's pulled out some real great truths for us as we've analyzed this text. Just as a point of recap, our analogy for this series is God's love is like a well. And our souls are like a bucket. This is your soul. You may see at the bottom of this, you see some holes, several holes. These holes actually represent our brokenness, how we are not perfect, how in fact we are judgmental at times, we are unforgiving at times, we fail to show love to God as we should and fail to show love to others as we should. We are broken. Our our souls have holes. I love the fact that the more we receive from God's love, the more that we draw from the well of God's love, this great love, those holes seal up and we become more and more like Jesus. How many are you glad about that this morning? Throw some hearts up on the on the line if you're glad about that. So kids, uh, before we go any further, I just want to remind you, we have two ice cream verses, okay? The first ice cream verse is 1 John 3 and verses 1, okay? That is, see what great love the Father has given to us. He's lavished on us that we should be called sons and daughters, children of God. And that is who we are. The second one is uh, one that we highlighted last week, 1 John 3 and 9. 1 John 1 and 9, excuse me. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and he's just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So kids, don't forget, if you can memorize one or two of these verses over the next couple of months, then you're going to be able to go to Baskin and Robbins, all on the family ministries team that you see back there, all on them. They're going to give you a gift card and you can go to Baskin and Robbins and bask in ice cream. All right, I'm going to shift gears to this week. This week, we're going to be looking at how God's love provides love for others. How God's love provides love for others. I believe 
that how we love vertically determines how we love horizontally. How we love vertically determines how we love horizontally. If you notice, there's a symbol of a cross there. The cross that is so dear to us as believers. The cross that is the symbol of the ultimate love and sacrifice of Jesus for you, for me. Jesus stepping out of eternity, coming down to earth as the form of a man here on earth to make that sacrifice for us. Death even death on a cross. Comfort zones. When you hear that word comfort zone, and uh, imagine this is a comfort zone, right? I know it's luminous and bright. Imagine this as a comfort zone. comes to mind when you think of comfort zones? Is it your happy place? Is it a place where you feel safe? Is it a place that you actually don't like too much because you feel somewhat confined and you want to break free from your comfort zone. You don't actually want to be confined to any kind of zone. You know, one of the things that, uh, one of the definitions, in fact, that is described as a comfort zone is a place where you don't have to do anything new or anything different. A comfort zone. You don't have to do anything new or anything different. I feel like I have a story about a comfort zone, a personal story. 2018. 2018 was a, it was a big year for the Pitta family, you see here. 2018, we received a call from Redwood City, Peninsula Covenant Church to be exact, to come and serve here. 2018 was a call out of our comfort zone. We were comfortable in Colorado. We had a lovely home. We had a lovely community. Our kids were in great schools. Our daughter had been accepted in a wonderful college. We were comfortable. We were serving in a church that was actually bursting out of the seams at the time. There was nowhere for people to sit. They were sitting in the foyer. We were putting chairs out there because... It was flourishing. We were comfortable. Then comes that call to say, dude, you have to consider stepping out of your comfort zone. Consider stepping out of your comfort zone and come into a place where the homes are cheap to buy. Consider coming out of your comfort zone and uh, seeing your kids play in the front yard, play at their school with their friends, and not see people that look like them. That's tough as a parent. Consider that you're being called to a church to come and serve, 
out of your comfort zone because you like the fact that you can look around the auditorium or the, the, the worship center and see people that look like you, but also others. It's just like cross cultures, the most diverse church that I've ever served in. Come to your PCC, come out of your comfort zone, step on the platform and serve in a church where you will look out and rarely see your menelin. I wish I could tell you that it's perfect now and that everything's cool and good. I'm still working on that. We're out of our comfort zone, of course, but I'm still working on that. I feel like I'm still wrestling with that. Today, as we talk about specifically about loving others, I wondered what it might look like if we went to the well of God's love and drew from the well of God's love, but felt compelled to step outside of our comfort zone. As we look at our text today, John 2. First John 2, we're going to just pull out some truths from a few of these verses. John here in the text gives us an opportunity to assess whether we truly know Jesus. He's saying if you walk in obedience to his word, that's a good telling point. That's a good sign. Check out a couple of these verses. He says in verse 3 to 6, we know that we have come to know him. If we keep his commands, whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, he is a liar. He, she, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus lived. I'd love to just paint some context. John here, the guy who wrote this. My mom, my, my late mom, would, dis, would say and describe him as John the Revelator. Because John's the guy who wrote that book of Revelation that uh, we avoid at times. We don't want <laughs> to read that book too much. But John is also the guy that wrote the Gospel of John. John's the guy, he's an apostle, he, he's a disciple of Jesus. He walked closely with Jesus. He knew Jesus, this is the guy, actually, who is the self-proclaimed favorite of Jesus. He's the guy that says, I'm the disciple that Jesus loves. He's the guy, watch this, he's the guy that laid his head on the master's chest and felt the very heartbeat of our Savior. This is John. John shares the heartbeat of Jesus. The heartbeat that is extremely important here. He's trying to emphasize this. He's trying to say, look, simply knowing about Jesus isn't enough. I'm qualified to tell you that because I know what it means to know him. Simply knowing that he came, he lived, he died, he was resurrected isn't enough. Really knowing Jesus comes from spending time with him. Amen? Question. Do you have a regular rhythm 
that allows you to break away, break away from what you're doing and draw from the well of God's love. He goes on in verse 9 and says, Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother or sister is actually still in darkness. John is continuing this self-assessment. He's given us a self-assessment where we can look at ourselves and here more specifically in the area of love. And I believe if Jesus' life and especially his death epitomizes love, then those who claim to follow him are obligated, that's us, to live in love. I, that's, that's right there where I need an amen. I'm going to say it one more time because that amen was weak. <laughs> if Jesus' life and especially his death epitomized love, then we, those who claim to follow him, we're obligated to love. Can I get an amen? amen. Can I see those hearts up online? <laughs> the command Jesus is referring to here is that, you know, you remember this story. Some of us will remember it where Jesus is asked a question. They said, Rabbi, teacher, which is the most important commandment? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And secondly, and this is equally as important, love your neighbor as yourself. Because the truth is how we love vertically determines how we love horizontally. When you think about this verse, who's your neighbor? Who comes to mind? Is it the Amazon driver? Is it the person that you pass as you walk your dog daily? Kids, is it the girl or boy that you see in your classroom that nobody talks to? Maybe the Amazon driver needs some love. The kid in the classroom needs some love. Think about this one. That family member who is cantankerous. They need some love. Maybe they need some love. <laughs> but you, you, get, you get what I'm saying. I believe the neighbor, though, is not always the one that we find in our pathway. But sometimes I have to place myself, we have to place ourselves in the pathway of the one that we see from a distance and approach and actively seek out. The comfort zone. There's an awesome African proverb and we take a moment and, and hear this. When I saw you from a distance, I thought you were an animal. I got a little closer. I thought you were a monster. 
I stepped and got a little closer still and I actually realized you're a human being. Then we got face to face and I realized you're my sister. You're my brother. That love your neighbor thing, Jesus meant that. How serious are you about this? Jesus was serious about it, man. He was serious about us taking it serious. PCC, as we come back, and I love every week we are, the room is getting more and more full. The lawn is vibrant. Online is flourishing. I love that we are coming back. But let me encourage you, as we come back and move towards our future, We can't be the church well unless we love well. Amen? So we've got to keep going to the well of God's love. And if we do so, we'll find the healing. We'll find the direction. We're going to find the peace that we're looking for corporately and individually. Because the truth is, If we can step out of our comfort zone, how we love vertically determines how we love horizontally. As I close, I'm going to invite you to pull out your cell phone. If you can pull out your cell phone, whether you have a smartphone or a flip phone, whatever you may have, pull out your phone if you would and just turn on the camera. We're going to put some slides up on the screen. And I would like you to take some photos of these slides. And may these pictures hold you accountable this week as we try and put into practice some of what we're talking about today. First thing, Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina represents a method of prayer and scripture reading intended to promote communion with God and a special scriptural insight. So you can just simply read the scripture a few times. Let it wash over you. Listen to it, the audio version. Let it wash over you and just have a peaceful moment as the word of God consumes you. Take some notes. This week, that text would be 1 John 2, verses 3 to 14. Read all those verses a few times slowly. See what the Holy Spirit brings to you. Second thing, kids, teens, adults, think of one person and an action that you can do over the next five days that shows his great love. An action you can do over the next five days that shows his great love. And finally, the prayer of examine. That moment where you can just break away and have a peaceful, reflective time in prayer. Let me encourage you, just break away and review your day in gratitude. And you'll have a good opportunity to reflect how you were able to love throughout the week.
Are you willing to do that? Ooh, amen, Zoe. Come on, are you willing to do that? Amen, amen, amen. Let me just pray for us. Bow your heads if you would. Jesus, would you teach us what it means to love like you? Help us step out of our comfort zones, if you would, Lord, and yearn for that deep fellowship. The fellowship that is so real and it will light the way up for others. Jesus, this morning, I pray out of the glorious experience of us going to the world that corporately and individually, we would grasp how high, how deep, how wide and how long your great love truly is. Would you set a fire down deep in our soul that we can't contain and can't control for you as we love you vertically and for others as we love them horizontally. And we ask that in the precious, wonderful, matchless, highly exalted name of Jesus the Christ. And everyone say, amen, amen. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC. PCC.